Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jesus and John the Baptist were relatives. We don't know anything of their history together, or even if they had one. But Jesus knew John. They were linked by God. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus speaks to the crowd about John the Baptist. I encourage you to open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 7 as we study Jesus Testifies Concerning John. And as we prepare ourselves for today's study, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your mercy and grace in our lives always. We thank you for the privilege of having a Bible to hold in our hand, to sit on our table, that we can read, that we can pour over, that we can read and reread. Father, we thank you for the truths contained in your word and for the light that you have shined in our hearts and lives to give us understanding. Open our minds now, open our hearts now, that we may receive fully your word. Give us understanding. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we continue our study in Luke chapter 7, beginning at verse 24, John is in prison. He's in prison because he had condemned the sin of a king. After he sent messengers to Jesus and Jesus addressed them, they returned back to John with a message from Jesus. As they were leaving, verse 24 says, When the messengers of John had left, he began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Those who are splendidly clothed and live in luxury are found in royal palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and one who was more than a prophet. When John's ministry began, it began in the wilderness. Literally, the deserted places, the places where people didn't go, where they didn't live. They might travel through them from time to time, but they were the deserted places, the wilderness. And people would leave their homes, leave their towns, and they would travel to where John was out into the wilderness. John didn't go into the towns. He didn't go to the people. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He was out in the wilderness and the people poured out of the cities to see him. In all honesty, he was a great attraction. He was a voice from God after 400 years of silence. There had not been a prophet in Israel in over 400 years. And so here came John. And Jesus says after these messengers leave, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? What did you leave your homes and your towns and villages to go out to see? A reed shaken by the wind? something ordinary, something common? Well, obviously the answer is no. But what did you go out to see? On the other end of the spectrum, a man dressed in soft clothing? Jesus obviously is saying, no, you didn't go out to see some unique spectacle out in the wilderness either, some man dressed in soft and beautiful clothing. Jesus testifies those who are splendidly clothed and live in luxury are found in royal palaces, not out in the wilderness. So what did you go out to see in verse 26? A prophet? Not a reed? Not one splendidly dressed? 
Did you go out to see a prophet? Jesus says, yes, that's what you went out to see. But I say to you, he is one who is more than a prophet. Now in Israel, to be a prophet is a big deal. Israel valued their prophets. They held them up in high esteem. And so when Jesus says that John the Baptist, this one who came baptizing in the wilderness, was more than a prophet, that had to get the people's attention. Jesus explains what he means by this in verse 27. This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. John the Baptist is the messenger spoken of in the Old Testament that is going to prepare the way before the Messiah. Now, as Jesus tells this, he's saying, yes, John is more than a prophet. He's the messenger sent from God to prepare the way for the Messiah. He is a prophecy himself fulfilled. And he also is noting, if John the Baptist is the messenger who will prepare the way before you, before the Lord, then Jesus is the Messiah. That is clear as well. So John came preparing the way. The way for whom? The way for Jesus. And Jesus is telling the crowds this. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, John writes, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's an interesting beginning. The idea that John was in this world isn't just a natural phenomenon. God sent him. He had a miraculous birth. God opened up the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, so that he could be born. There was a prophecy made to his father concerning him. He was the one who was going to prepare the way for the Savior. He is more than just one who talks about Jesus. He literally is pointing to him and preparing the path for Jesus to come and be the Messiah. God had a plan of redemption all the way through the scriptures, all the way back before creation. We are told that before the foundations of the world, our names were written in the book of life. We are told of God's plan in Genesis 3.15, where God speaks to the woman, Eve, and says he will put enmity between her seed and the seed of the serpent, the seed of the devil and talks about how Jesus will bruise the head, crush the head of the serpent. God has had a plan of redemption that followed all along throughout the Old Testament, from Adam to Seth to Noah to Abraham to Isaac to Jacob to David. All of these individuals all throughout history had the seed of the Messiah within them. And then when it came time to announce that the Messiah was here, God sent John the baptizer, John the Baptist. He is more than a prophet. But one of the most amazing statements in this passage is found in verse 28. It says, Jesus says, I say to you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Now, if we were to take this literally, John is greater than King David or Solomon or Abraham any of the prophets. I understand that's exactly what Jesus is saying. John has a station. I don't know that he's talking about his quality, his righteousness, his holiness, his character. Certainly he had a wonderful character and a wonderful testimony. But I think among those born of women, John has the highest station. He is more than a prophet. 
And then Jesus says, and yet he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. It seems to be that Jesus is saying, among those born of women here on earth, there is no one greater than John the Baptist. And yet in heaven, among those born of the Spirit, born of God, the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Certainly John is going to be a part of the kingdom of God, and his position in the kingdom is likely to be great. But Jesus is addressing the crowd here and saying, what did you go out looking for? You went out looking for something spectacular. You went out looking for a prophet. But I say to you, John is more than a prophet. He's even more than what you thought he was. He's the messenger of God. But I want you to understand, among all of the human beings on this earth, there has never been one greater than John. And yet, in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of God, in that place that I go to prepare for you, the one who is least there is greater than he. The person who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than anyone who is born into the kingdom of men. That's an important distinction. We need to understand that. I am a part of the kingdom of God. If you've trusted in Jesus, you're a part of the kingdom of God. The lowest person in the kingdom of God is greater than John while he was on this earth. Praise the Lord for what God has done in our lives through us to raise us up through faith in Jesus Christ. Verse 29, when all the people and tax collectors heard this, they acknowledged God's justice, having been baptized with the baptism of John. They acknowledge the righteousness of God in what he was doing in sending John, in preparing the way, in giving them John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected God's purpose for themselves, not having been baptized by John. Now, the baptism of John didn't save anyone. But the baptism of John was a baptism of repentance. And what we're really reading here is, the Pharisees and the legal minds concerning the word of God refused to repent of their sin, refused to humble themselves under John's preaching and teaching and baptism. They rejected God's plan and purpose for themselves. What a sad commentary that people would go out into the wilderness and they would just see this phenomenon, hear this message, and reject the will of God out of pride, out of self-centeredness. What a sad thing. They wanted to be great in the earth. John was greater, but even John is not as great as the least in the kingdom of God. And they rejected it. They couldn't see through the carnal, through the worldly, through the physical to understand the spiritual truths. And so they rejected God's purpose for themselves. They rejected Christ because they rejected the message of John. We need to have our eyes opened. We need to have our ears open, that we may see and we may hear the truth of God's word, that we may humble ourselves under the will of God and surrender to following Jesus Christ by faith and to allow God to do in our lives what he desires, to save, to give life, to elevate us in the kingdom of God. That's God's desire, and it is all ours by faith in Jesus Christ. Father in heaven, thank you for these words. Thank you for your truth. And Father, I thank you for the kingdom of heaven, your kingdom, 
I thank you for a place in that kingdom because of faith in Jesus Christ, because you sent a Redeemer to die on the cross to pay for our sins. Father, your ways are not our ways. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Your ways are the ways of life. Help us, Father, to walk in your way, your path. I pray that you would guide and direct each one of us into truth, into understanding, that we may live holy lives before you that would please you. And Father, we look forward to the day when you will usher in, in fullness, your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.